Hey everyone, I'm Nick Bogues, self-made small business success story. I went from working five jobs and over 90 hours a week to building a multi-million dollar, internationally known pizza enterprise. I never stop, I won't fail. There's power in the pen, and today there's power in the mic. Welcome to the Business Equation Podcast. Together today we'll solve the equation for the reality of expanding your business. I'm expanding my business as we speak. I'm going from five stores to six right now. We will cross the eight figure mark this year. How do you keep the mindset to be able to do that? How do you find the time to expand your business? What's the reality of expanding your business? So I'm going to take you through the process of my day to day and what I've been doing over the last three weeks, just to give you an inside scoop of opening a new business, expanding my existing business, and really making sure that I still have those butterflies in my stomach. Speaking of butterflies in your stomach, I have spoke before that you have to have them because it's a good nervous energy. That if you're not getting those butterflies in your stomach, then you're not really going to the place that you need to to expand your business. You have to get there more often. You have to go all in. So this is basically what's been going on. I would say that we looked at probably 12 different storefront locations, restaurants, since the last one that we opened in last February. So this was about store number 13 that we looked at. By now, we have a process of exactly what we're looking for. That's a process that you need to find in your own business. You need to know exactly what you're looking for to open your business or to expand your business. What is your model? So you want to know exactly what your model is. We look for a good deal. A lot of people will ask me, what do you look for when you open a new business? I look for the deal. That to me is the most important part. I don't think that it matters where you go if you can't afford to be there. You have to go to a place where you know you can succeed. You have to go to a place where you know financially on your worst month you can still make it. That's what's important. Many people overestimate what they're going to do in sales. I would rather figure out what is the bottom number I can do and still survive. That way, when those really great weeks come, you blow that number out of the water. But when the bad weeks do come, you can still make it through because you planned for it in the very beginning. The deal is the most important part. That's what you have to look for. So, what parts of the deal is important? Well, of course, the financing part of it. Are you getting the money from the bank? Do you have the money? My favorite. Are you making the person you buy it off of hold the paper? That's my favorite. Because the banks, you leave it open for when you do need money because you're going to a private lender, somebody that has the pain and just wants to get out, and that's how you're getting into the business, and you negotiate a decent interest rate, and you can look exactly at what you're going to be paying them over the next so many years. Structure it in a way that it works for you. 
So that's what I look for, number one, is the deal. So after I found a location that I walked in and I said, this location could work, I then started on the deal. And we came to an agreement to where the deal makes sense financially for me. So then the next part of it is you have this deal. You want to move the deal along as fast as possible. People don't talk about that enough. What happens is if you get into a place and you get a handshake and you have a deal, but you don't get to the lawyers quick enough. And believe me, when you get to the lawyers, be prepared to pay, but make sure that you have a specialized lawyer in the matter that you're going after, and then make sure that you let them know you want to do it as quick as possible. It's a good idea to have a letter of intent, but it's a better idea to have a sales agreement. So the time that they can waste on getting a letter of intent, you probably could have your lawyer putting his time and focus on writing a sales agreement instead. So I personally do not get the letters of intent. I go right for the sales agreement because I figure if it takes three days to write a letter of intent and then another day or two to track the guy down to sign it and for his lawyer to review it, you've got a week wasted because let's be honest, lawyers don't work the weekends and then you've got a week wasted and then you finally get it signed on a Monday or Tuesday and you're back at it again with a sales agreement that could go for two or three weeks and before you know it, you've got a month before you even get a sales agreement signed. So I like the first piece of paper to be signed is the sales agreement. You have them work on it right away. A good way to get a fast sales agreement done is you want to work with the person that you're buying it from, sit down and talk and be honest about what you want in it and what you don't want in it. That's when you're negotiating. And then when you take it back to the lawyer, I personally always like to be the one that's writing the sales agreement have my lawyer write it, even though it may cost more money for my lawyer to write it than to have someone else give me a sales agreement, you can make sure that your language that you want in it gets to be in that sales agreement because you were the one that told the lawyer what to write. So let me just repeat that because I think it's very important. When you're doing the sales agreement, you want to make sure that you are the one that is giving the language to the lawyer of what's to be in the sales agreement. It may cost you more money to have your lawyer draw the sales agreement up than the person that you're buying it off of. But believe me, to have your language in there will be more valuable than the couple hundred dollars you'll save by having his lawyer draw it up in his language. So once you have the sales agreement done and signed, what's the next steps? Then you're probably in the planning phase. And this is where it can be really tricky. A lot of people get into trouble when they try to decide how long it's going to take to open their business. It drives me nuts when it takes a very long time for somebody to open a business. Just to give you an idea, we've opened five stores and this will be the sixth one. The first store we literally took over the next day. So there was no time in flipping the business. I walked in on a Friday night and it was mine. And we just started from there. And it was open. The second store we closed for four days and flipped the whole thing like Bar Rescue. The third store, same thing, four days. The fourth store took a little bit more time because we were waiting on permits. It took 15 days to flip the whole entire store. So we're buying existing businesses. Another part of my model is I try to keep them open and then I can take over quick. 
The fifth one, because it was a closed business and didn't quite fit my model, but the deal was super, took us 45 days to open because we were working on permits. And to me, 45 days was very long. But you know, there's many people that takes them to flip a store or to get into business that takes them six months or a year. Think of all that wasted capital while you're not open. That is enough reason to make me want to open it in four days or 45 days at the absolute longest. This new store, our turnaround time is going to be in 10 days. We plan on documenting it, putting it on YouTube, giving it a really good spin of exactly how we did it that quick. I think when that does come out, I'll definitely link it up to the show notes and you guys will see how impressive it really is to be able to flip a restaurant completely bar rescue style in 10 days. So I think it's important to notice right now that when we're talking about the right deal, the sales agreement, the planning phase, let's really dig into the planning phase. What is it? It's everything. It's everything it's going to take to make your business open on that first day. And when does the planning phase start? As soon as that sales agreement is signed. Because before that, you can waste a lot of time if you start planning something and then it doesn't even happen. And I'm not a real big fan of planning everything. I like to wing a ton of things. And the difference between winging and planning, sometimes you know exactly what you need. So that's what I'm talking about planning. If you know exactly what you need, you plan for it. The stuff that you don't know how you're going to do, you don't plan on it. That's the stuff that when you get in and the business starts to dictate it, that's the stuff you wing. But the sure fire stuff that is absolutely going to happen or that you're absolutely going to need, that's the stuff you plan. So that's the way you want to approach it. Stuff that you know you're absolutely going to need for your business, plan that stuff. The stuff that you really don't know how you're going to do it yet, Wing it. Wait till you get into the moment and then you can look for the solution on how to make that work. The planning phase can last a very long time. I think even after you open, you still really could be planning on how to run your business or get it started. A lot of times with our openings, we open and may not have everything exactly the way that we would want it. But if you think about it this way, to have a perfect opening... I really don't believe there's such a thing. You can put so much effort and time into being quote-unquote perfect and then something still goes terribly wrong. So if you can open two weeks or a month or two months quicker by getting 90% of the way there, isn't that worth it? Wouldn't you rather be 90% there Then when you do open, you're maybe, what, another 5%, 95% there? You're never going to be 100% there. So you want to make sure you just open. That is your whole entire goal of the planning phase is to just get open. Once you get open, then you can really try and move around and maneuver the other things to get your business perfect. But the whole goal is to get open and get money coming in. Because you already have lots of money going out. You can't have more money going out than coming in. It's a recipe for disaster. So the whole focus when we open stores is one thing. Get open. So once the planning phase is done and you plan everything that you need, what about planning people? 
that's the thing that's very important. I always say that we couldn't do our business without the great people that work for us. So how do you plan that part of it? What we like to do is once that sales agreement is signed, we promote from within, or if we have to, we'll hire for the position. But we want to make sure that early enough we're preparing our people with the mental challenge that's coming up for their new position. And we congratulate them because most of these people have really worked really, really hard and that's how they deserve the promotion to get to be the new store manager or in a new management position. So we want them to feel special. We want them to be super excited about their new journey. And it's really important that you feel the same way. I don't open businesses just to open them. I think I've said this before on the podcast, but it's really important. And it kind of strikes a core. You have to know why you do things. And for me in the very beginning, I thought my success would come off of three simple things. When I could buy a car in this century, when we could move into a little bit bigger house, and my kids at the time were 13 and 9, and I had no money saved for college. So when I thought that I could pay for their college, those three things I thought would make me successful. After the first year in business, I realized all those dreams and goals were going to be able to come true. And it wasn't good enough for me anymore. I had to ask myself, what really is going to make me successful? And what it became was, when the people who work for me can do those things, and do those things for themselves and for their families, that's when I'll know I'm successful. Because I've created careers for the people who have helped me reach my goals and dreams. So that's what this is all about. When you're opening up new locations and expanding your business, the reality is you're creating jobs. You're creating career opportunities. You're creating futures for the people that help you achieve your dreams. And that's what's really important. And that's what's really special. And that's the best part of what's going on right now here at home for me. I'm every day working on this store number six. And the other part of it is when I'm working on it, and working on it for my people, the way that you be able to achieve that and make sure that it will really happen, sure, you can have, I always talk about taking some R&R and relaxing, but while you're in the planning phase, while you're expanding your business actively, you always, every single day, have to be doing something that's moving towards that goal. Yes, even if it's a Saturday, even if it's a Sunday, Even if it is a very simple task that moves you towards that goal. Because that's how you reach what I talked about before. How to get open. You get open by every single day while you're expanding your business. You work towards it. A little bit every day. My favorite saying, how do you eat the elephant? One bite at a time. That's the same way you open up a store or open up a location or open up a new business as quick as possible. You have to be working every single day on the new business, no matter what. So another big part every time I expand my business, the reality is the risk, right? That, that's the big part. doesn't matter how successful you are, whether you have one store, 20 stores, no matter what your dreams are, when you open up that new business, it's the risk. They say, no risk, no reward. And as I always say, You hear it because it's true. You have to push through it. You have to embrace the risk. And that's the whole thing. 
If you're making sure that the deal is right, it reduces the amount of risk. And if you reduce the amount of time that it takes to open your business, you also reduce the risk. So everything has to be risk prevention when you're opening up the new location or your new business. Definitely write down all your risks. There's nothing wrong with that. Know what they are exactly. You can counter them at every single turn. If you can avoid the risks and the ups and downs by knowing ahead of time what to expect and make you be able to reach your goal even faster. So the last part of the reality of where I am right now and opening up the new business is the enthusiasm part. I'm super excited to be able to do this. I feel blessed every day that we're going to open up another new location. Just to give you an idea, I said in the very beginning on podcast number one, I wouldn't spend a ton of time talking about myself, but I think there are times where it's relative, and this is one of them. In 2012, we opened the first business. This will now be the sixth one. In the last three years, in Q1 of each year, we've opened a new store. We're talking about throwing another 20 to 25% on your business every year, year after year. And I think what becomes important is when you're doing that, you have to stay positive and you have to be enthusiastic about it. I always go back to mindset. If you really want to get into what I'm talking about every week, and I throw different tips and tactics out there, but the underlying message in every single podcast is mindset. It's all how you think. Stay positive through everything, through the whole reality of opening this business, my mindset is I'm going to crush it. So the solution for today's equation is find a good deal. Make sure you painstakingly plan every single phase. And for the things that happen that you don't expect, wing it. Stay positive. Have a great mindset. Enjoy the journey and bring enthusiasm to your new journey every single day. This has been the Business Equation Podcast. I'm Nick Bogaz. Give thanks, be humble, be grateful.